What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Nice Guys Podcast. I am Jock Will Wright. Adrian Peace. And uh, we're about to bring you guys some subject matters today. And the key subject matter we're going to talk about is naughty or, or nice. nice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Naughty or nice. Yeah, man. So the reason why this kind of came up was just because of the fact that we were thinking about what, what really constitutes somebody being a nice person, right? Whereas we were just saying like, you know, how far can you go being nice before you kind of, I guess, go naughty, right? Mm. Possibly. Right. Naughty or, or nutty. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a thin line. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And it's, and it's just interesting because we look at it as, well, people want you to be so nice to a certain extent, but then it's like they drive you to be kind of, kind of, kind of be naughty. Like, I feel like right. in my perspective, what, what, what you think, man? It's definitely been, I mean, we discussed this a little bit, but like, I feel like I've had the the sort of opposite experience of, of maybe starting off a little naughtier, quote unquote, and ending up a little bit nicer. We talk and then that. finally, now I feel like I'm, I'm sort of balanced, but yeah, that's definitely a thing that happens. Like, you know, people take advantage of your niceness or, yeah. you know, they just don't, or they take it for granted. Yeah. And it's like. What am I doing? What am I? What is this for? What am I you doing? Right. Who am I? Am I hurting myself? Helping this person? Right. You to what extent? Exactly. And, and I was talking about doing the opposite. Remember, yeah, we were yeah. talking about that we had the conversation beforehand, trying to get everything put together. Of course, but I've been I've been very. I still have my nice tendencies, but now when I'm on the expressway, I don't let you just come in and on traffic. I don't. I don't care. I'm, I'm going. I'm gonna take my. <laughs> I'm gonna take flight. Or I just, you know, honestly, just I just growing up, man. I just been told I was just too nice, you know, just mm. not having to balance out, and people just kind of walking over there, taking your kindness for weakness. And now that I've been mean, people are are, are offended by that. So, so I definitely want to talk about that a little bit. So, like from my experiences, number one, it cheers me up when people, you know, I get mad or get frustrated, and like. I can't believe how how dare you be upset. Right, right. You've always been so nice, and now you're coming out of character. I'm like, no, no, I'm still a human being. I do believe in duality, and I have to come to that point in my life because being too nice, especially to certain people, it it doesn't really, you know you really don't see any type of growth there. You know, you have to have certain boundaries for yourself, it, and it kind of constitutes self love. You know, mm-hmm. having respect for yourself and being able to know exactly what kind of boundaries you want to set for yourself. So did you set the standards? So, you know, you kind of create your own universe, your own space around you. Right. And sometimes you got to be a little naughty. You got to you got to be able to have that balance because people do see it a certain way. And depending on the type of person, you have to be able to stand your ground. I think that's sure. part of developing character for sure. Absolutely. That's yeah. something that's it's not because I'll be honest, I'm a, I'm a little bit of a people pleaser at times. OK. So, like I said, I started off like very, um, I would say, stoic, even as a child. I can, I can to the point that people would like be like smile little nigga you know what I'm saying like yeah. I'm a young kid and like people have like having to tell me like it's okay to smile it's okay to go play with the other kids and stuff like that and yeah. I was like get out my face man and I, I grew up with that kind of mentality and I think it had a lot to do too with like going to like a primarily white um elementary school okay not like really what? fitting in with with everybody else so yeah. it's just like I was just like became a very to myself person because like everybody i feel like everybody else was judging me or you felt different yeah i feel like the to- i was a token plus i mean not to be funny but i am light-skinned so it's just kind of like <laughs> what i didn't <laughs> you know I what noticed i am you know i'm a little brighter you know I'm, they call me the light-skinned uncle ruckus but um 
Because I just have my own feelings. I, was, I tell them, man, all the time, you know, it's just interesting. When you see a light-skinned person that's light-skinned, green eyes and curly hair, <laughs> you got to watch out. I got a cousin, man. You got to watch. He has all yes. those criteria. He has light skin, green eyes, and that curly hair. And the man is he's a convicted felon. So, I mean, it's just, <laughs> I, just, I, think, <laughs> I think based off my experience as a kid, seeing him in and out of prison a lot and just making jokes <laughs> about it, you know, you just kind of see that. It's, it's kind of a funny situation, but... Yeah, growing up in all predominantly white school, I definitely understand like that feeling of being different. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it came to the point where I didn't even know that Egypt was in Africa at one point because it just right. it wasn't really put in the curriculum. So that's a very sure. interesting thing that you you mentioned that. But I can understand that stoic thing as well too because growing up in my household, emotions weren't really uh, celebrated. Yeah, they were looked down upon. It were more daunting because we don't have time to be sad. You got to get up and get the going. Because right. yeah. if you don't, you're gonna get ran over in this life. So I think some of those things constitute to maybe some things you've seen. You grew up in a single parent household as well, too, or uh, at, at points in my life. Okay, so you know, my okay. dad was kind of he was there for most of my my childhood, but it was sort of in and out at certain points. Plus, okay. being a truck driver, you know, he was just even when he was here, he was kind of gone sometimes. So. A lot of the same mentality is what you what you're talking about, like you know what I'm saying. Not a lot of uh, uh, vulnerability shown and stuff like that yeah. because um, you know when you're in grind mode, you you in grind mode, and it's like yeah. dude, we got to get through, we got to deep build, pay, we got to do this, and so like you know, parents yeah. was always on go. Exactly, and being nice not gonna always pay the bills. Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta yeah. sometimes you gotta be a little still. Sometimes you gotta be really focused and tunnel vision on what's going on because life will continue on. You right, know? right. You see all the time, you know, rest to be some of our family members, I'm pretty sure. You see them come and go and life is in continuation. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's just a natural order. So being nice to a certain extent is okay. But sometimes like I said, you get just gotta you gotta develop that night. I recently came into being more of a, a meaner person, I guess, quote unquote, I've been told I'm mean. I'm like, I don't feel like I'm mean. I think that I just don't allow you to just have that come and go or just do whatever yeah, you want to feel like right. you could do. So sometimes that's why I feel like in, in, in a certain aspect, when people say that, you got to take that with a grain of salt. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because what's mean to them is subjective because you might not be that mean. You might just be in a place where, hey, I'm not allowing people to be in my space to do certain things anymore. Right, you know right. So. And then it becomes a question is like, something I struggle with a lot. It's like, all right, am I that mean or are they that sensitive? Ooh. <laughs> like, it sounds that. like a yeah, very yeah. arrogant thing to say, but it's mm. like, am I be- really being mean or am I just setting boundaries and and you're not used to that and you're just being sensitive. Exactly. Yep. So, again, it just comes from that intentionality. What are your intentions? What do you think you need to gain from me? And if it stops and I cut off whatever the situation is, how are you going to react? In mm-hmm. the end? You know what I'm saying? Your, your reaction to that lets me know even more. Right. I feel like being kind of, you know, quote unquote mean or not as nice. It allows you to be able to see people's true intentions and their characters, well, which can definitely be helpful in terms of your development as a person, as an individual. And uh, sometimes I feel like even like you mentioned growing up in all white schools, you have this stigma of being this angry person or being mean because of what's put out there in the social, you know, from a social media standpoint. And it's stigmatized. Like you see young black males always be synced as being uh, super predators or aggressive individuals. Yeah. So even I think even not, not to get too deep into it, but even with slavery, you see that 
the mother would just be overbearing because she's mm. afraid of certain things can happen to her son. And then when she becomes overbearing, sometimes it has a, a, a decent thing. It maybe helped out at those times because of what was going on um, socially at that, at that time period. But now it's just like that can also kind of stunt your growth and your development as an individual if you have that. But it was seen, as, I feel like, as a safety measure, you know, yeah. to have that. So she wanted you to be more obedient. She wanted you to be more nice. She wanted you to be, you know what I'm saying, in a certain mm-hmm. place. And if you went against that, it's dangerous. Right. We see it. I mean, Philando Cast, still, you see what happened to yeah, him. He was doing the right thing, you know, or even, um, was it Tamir Rice? Like, mm-hmm. there's little situations like that. We, even Emmett Till, you're, you're seen as being, you know, destructive or being too much or too aggressive if you step into your right as a man. Right. I feel like that's what should be allowed, you know. Exactly. To a certain extent, you got to have balance. Can't be too much. Now, yeah. I feel like there is a certain cutoff because if you don't, it, it will have some repercussions. But it's very interesting how that put out there. Man. Right. I think that's that's what it's going to keep coming back to in this conversation is like you have to be able to find the balance between between the two. Because like you said, it could be I mean, it could be dangerous either way to where you're being nice. You're letting people walk all over you. Yeah. Become, it's just like stressed out. It becomes toxic to you, to yourself. Mm. And it's like a you know the weight of the world on your shoulders because of that yeah. because you're letting people walk all over you like like I said being a people pleaser sometimes not not knowing when to to say no like feeling like all right I'm letting this person down if I set these boundaries like this yeah. you know what I'm saying or it could be the other way where you know you you just hurt unnecessarily hurting the people around you and stuff yeah. like that keeping people at bay trying to protect yourself maybe but yeah in the end you know you creating a toxic environment for other people. So it's like balance, balance and everything is balance. And it's important. I think, and it, I don't mean to cut you out, brother. I'm just, okay. So I've been doing my, my thoughts, my thinkings, okay, I said, thinkings. my thinkings. And um, I think it's very interesting. I never thought about this before, like being too soft because, you know, as an African-American male or whatever you want to call them within the society, I have to be, if you're not, if you don't have that, either that ghost type feel like you can be you know chameleon like you can be corporate and you can be a little you know tough you know around the edges in the streets ghost, see, that's ghost from power ghost from power yeah. uh james st patrick right right go put the name out there he was uh very iconic he still is he's still living through obviously the situation with his son that's being you know the derivative and power book too shout out to stars 50 cent i'm putting that out there as well we're gonna we're gonna definitely put that out there shout out to y'all yeah but I feel like if you don't have that balance or at least be one sided in regards to you being a little bit more edgier, more like aggressive, more like, ah, I'm take E people won't see you as being a certain way. Mm-hmm. I think that's very interesting because I wonder like if that leads into like that concept of toxic masculinity, tasked with toxic masculinity and all that stuff right. or whether because I think I'm I'm just gonna say it like that. I always say this and it's probably gonna come up again. A lot of things that we do obviously is catered towards the opposite sex. So mm-hmm. if you're too nice, you know what I mean? You're, you're weak, you're whatever, whatever. So it's like you got to have a little bit of balance, but not let it go over the scale. So right. I always find that, a very, find that to be very interesting because I feel like we're the only ones that really talk about that the most. Mm. I think that's very interesting. Yeah. it's. I mean, you got your like your Kevin Samuels type people <laughs> that'll be like, you know, you better not cry in front of no woman. Shout better out to Kevin you know what I'm saying? I like Kevin. Yeah. Mr. Samuels. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you better not show no type of vulnerability or weakness in front of 
women and stuff like that. Yeah. But I feel like that's a little too extreme. But I but I get it at the yeah. same time. You um, know what I'm saying? But it's like I've showed it. And yeah, it, it yeah. didn't work out. They I all mean, exes. They all exes. <laughs> that's, you know that's what I'm true. saying? I, I see a correlation between it. And I'm just like, now I might take a bullet and be like, ah, that hurt. But, but I see like I can't have one little My, tear my last out. ex was like, I'm I've had moments where I broke down in front of her, like, mm-hmm. and it was cool. Like, I, f- I don't feel like she looked at me any kind of different way or it contributed to what, what happened, ultimately happened in the end. But at the same time, I, I didn't show her enough of the, the, the more, um, assertive side of me yeah, yeah. to where it became like she would do something kind of out of pocket. She and saw then, it respect and, yeah, not not necessarily because I was being vulnerable or anything like that, but because I didn't show I wasn't more mm-hmm. uh quote unquote naughty with her, you know okay. what I'm saying? Or standing your ground. It's exactly, because you know, I didn't necessarily um I wasn't as good as, as setting those boundaries. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So I feel like later in the relationship, it was like, why are you being so rude? You know what I'm saying? Mm. You're not normally like this. So, you know, she began to think that, like, I wasn't feeling her no more. Okay. This is like, no, it's not that. This is just who I am. I'm, right. you know what I'm saying? And, and boom, boom, boom. Now we having these problems. I, I'm mm. going to stand my ground in that. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I understand that. Do you feel like, was it, was it, so the preface of everything. So do you feel like at the beginning, you had to be a lot nicer to kind of keep her interested you know i don't even think it was like a, okay. a conscious thing you know it just kind of happened that way it just right? kind of happened and that it way. goes to a whole nother rabbit hook and now you're thinking like okay at the beginning like the first six months we just talking about the you know, off camera right you know that ego doesn't really show at first you yeah, don't really yeah. show 100 percent of yourself because you're in that that that, that honeymoon stage mm-hmm. right can i talk about the honeymoon stage talk about it talk about the honeymoon <laughs> stage you know what i'm saying so in the honeymoon stage you all nice and get the flowers and stuff you're is right. popping y'all have an amazing love making and say all the dates, everything is, 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 is fly. But then once you get into being grounded in who you are, are they willing to be able to accept? And I was talking about that a little bit before they got on camera. Right. I was like, well, nowadays when I'm dating, I'm just going to be straight up who I am. Mm-hmm. Whether you like it or not, I'm giving you the hundred because I don't want to waste any time. You right. know, time is very valuable. I'm not wasting yours. And you're damn sure not going to waste any of your mind. I think that's setting that same, same you know, principle. Like I'm showing you the full value. You know, who right, I am. And yeah. I think that we don't do that intentionally or subconscious. So I definitely sure. understand where you're coming from. And I, I, I've done it too. You know, being <laughs> super nice and good morning, Texas and all yeah. other stuff. But then as you get, you know, along the way, it's kind of like it starts to kind of dawn and like, are you losing interest? It's like, no, nah, I just kind of set a certain standard that maybe I shouldn't have. And kind of, you know what I'm saying? So I get it. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Indeed. Man, it's like, because it's also interesting because like, Sometimes it's just like not until later in the relationship that those that certain those opportunities to show that side of you arise. I think because maybe sometimes that person is doing the same thing. Mm. Not you know yeah. if you both not showing yeah, yeah. yourself to each other. Trying like, to show your best suit. Yeah, so I think it's really it's important best. that you yeah. that you are transparent and also ask the right questions early on. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. And and like allow yourself those opportunities because I think we shy away from certain topics or something like mm-hmm. that certain early on and some mm-hmm. you should but mm-hmm. it's like others you gotta allow yourself the opportunity to 
stand your ground and set certain boundaries. A lot yeah. of people shy away from that, like because they they fear that moment of, yeah. of like, ah oh, man, shorty, rege- shorty, fine as hell. But being rejected, you know, I don't yeah, want to be rejected, right? It's a competitive pool. And yeah. that's another concept. We might have that in another video. Yeah, yeah. This sounds like a whole other. You know what I'm saying? But again, with you being able to set that, I think that you know it it helps in in terms of your development going forward. So now right. you know that I'm gonna give them a little bit more of that well balance, so that they won't be like, oh, I feel like you're not doing what you used to do back in the day. You're being such a, when I say it, being a butthole or asshole. Right. I'm right. like, I'm not being. I'm being well rounded. I'm showing you 100 percent of who I am. And now I'm seeing that you're not willing to accept that. So that means there's a whole nother layer to this whole journey that we're supposed to be going on that you might not be on the same page that journey. You know, right, right. people start going in a separate direction. So I think you learned a lot from that and still probably learning some things. Too. Yeah. So I've learned it. I'm, hey, I've seen people show me the nicest side and then we move in together. <laughs> And it's demon time. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. you don't clean? You don't do any of this shit? I'm, I'm now I'm Hazel the maid. Now I'm the yeah. light skinned maid in this motherfucker. Now I'm doing it. Can Hazel I cuss a little bit? I'm having my little rant. This is yeah. this is a jocko rant. They see it a little bit more. I'm being, you know, I'm letting it, you know, being loose and shit. But I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you was cleaned as a whistle underneath this other umbrella when you was not living with me. Now that we do it together, you doing the funky shit. Like, where, where, where did this come from? So I've definitely seen that from another perspective and like. You know, being too nice and not really, like you said, asking the right questions. And I don't want to say an interview on somebody, but really getting to understand exactly where they're at. Right. You know, you got to take accountability for that for yourself, too, because you're letting somebody into your universe, into your for space, real. man. So that's huge. Exactly. That's huge. Now, you know, back to being, you know, Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah. Like, do we have some examples, or anecdotes or whatever? Like, who's somebody that, oh. that maybe... Oh. Shows himself to be a nice guy, oh. but you know, maybe I feel like oh. I think, and, and I'm a big fan, but I, I, I wonder sometimes. I wonder, I mean, big fan of his music, right? But I wonder how really nice he really is off hmm. camera. And y'all gonna be shocked by what I'm about to say, but Tank, I wonder, <laughs> Tank, I wonder, he seems like a nice guy, yeah. But I, I've been hearing some things outside of, you know, uh, off the camera that he might be a little Hollywood sometimes, too. Mm-hmm. You know, so I wonder about that because he's a very nice guy. He seems very appealing. You can tell he has a church background. Right. R&B, you know, obviously he's one of the R&B dons. He's, I'm listening to his music regardless. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Touch. Touch. <laughs> when we, and now you got the R&B podcast. Right, right. R&B money. I, hey, shout out to y'all, too. That is fire. Like, that's inspiring. I keep watching these shows. And, and with Tyree seeing him on there recently, I was like, well, I can understand why TGT uh, was, 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 you know, derailed. But y'all had some beautiful music. That first project was crazy. I hope that y'all do a second one. Yeah. Because sex ain't never been. That's a jam. Y'all made some bangers. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I do wonder, how about yourself, man? Who, who do you kind of want I mean, we got Ellen, of course. Oh, that was oh. one of the most more notorious ones of, of, of recent times. Finding out that, Can I sit that she was actually a kind of a monster behind behind the scenes. I mean, this is something that's it's like really probably pretty prevalent okay. in especially I feel like in Hollywood spaces. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess it's, some of it is is probably regional too. Okay, you know what I'm saying. I think maybe based off can we talk about that? We 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 we, we kind of get into that a little bit as well because we're, we're talking about 
when I think about nice, I think about it almost like an art form because mm-hmm. it's subjective. Like everybody's nice is different. Like Southern yeah. nice is different from Northern nice. Like I feel like I'm a nice person, but I've been down here and people are like, oh, man, you're an asshole. I'm like, <laughs> up north, I am, a, I am a saint. Yeah. I am a gym. I am the nicest person you'll ever see. So maybe those people are just really rough around the edges because of the weather. I feel like, it, like you said, regionally, the yeah, weather plays a yeah. part on your conscience. For sure. Yeah. You notice people like New York. Texas, where we, you know, Florida, those places, like nice. everybody's just like, cool. Now, hey, you know what I'm saying? Come on, you know. Scare me. You don't meet a stranger. Scares me. Like, yeah. You guys, <laughs> you guys let each other in on, on the road. I'm like, y'all, right, y'all yeah. let open up spaces so I can come in the traffic. Me, I'm ass. I'm just going to go straight through. Uh, you ain't getting this spot this month. Right. But it's a mentality, I think, regionally because it's like a society, it's a social thing. I don't know. Right. It's a social construct. Right. Because up north, it's like, Winters are long, they're mm-hmm. cold, they're daunting, they're depressing. People who have seasonal depression, they don't want to talk about it because they ain't got time to talk about it. Right. You got to make money. Right. It's an expensive area, whether it's down mm-hmm. south, it's more abundance, more land, more, more opportunity. So it is definitely, even like if you go to the islands and the Caribbean, it's a little bit more laid back there too. For sure. I noticed that too. So yeah. I think it is subjective, man. So then you got you got certain anomalies too, like, you know, where. LA, I feel like LA is, is kind of an anomaly because you got mm-hmm. people are so like posh, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Like Cali in general, like, um, mm-hmm. shout out to There might just be so much, you know, money there that people feel like they, I don't know, either either they they super nice and you can tell it's a front or it's like <laughs> they just straight up rude to you rude. because of that money, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, okay. I can see, okay, that's a very interesting. Uh, I didn't think about it. I never thought about that. Yeah, but yeah. I can see that being the case, you know. You got money so people can feel like they can treat you any kind of way because it's like everybody else, you know, caters to me because I have this money. Right. And I have this so I don't have to be nice. Mm-hmm. So that's another part of the nice concept that we're talking about as well. So this money, you know, allow you to not be as nice as you would like to be. Like if you had the money, would you be more of an asshole or would it bring out more of that in you? I, yeah. I, I thought about the other day and I was like, yes. I think it would. Maybe sometimes a little bit meaning towards people. Not because I want to be mean. I'm still going to take the tail and tip the waitress. I'm still going to be in the, But I feel like I don't have to be as nice as I would have to be for other situations. And I, and I feel like, you know, maybe you shouldn't be like that in some ways. Mm. But it's just like, you might have to still set those boundaries because when you have more money, you're going to attract more type of entities, more people, more spirits. And you're going to have to really set boundaries because they feel like, well... You got this money, so you owe me something, or I'm entitled right. to be around. And it's like that's not how that works. Yeah, so yeah. I wonder how that. I thought about celebrities. I was like, why do celebrities come off like that towards people as they become more, you know, progressive or become more successful in their careers? And I'm like, well, people probably do some weird shit, man. Yeah, I think people do some weird shit, and you have to be like, yo, y'all was watching um, like Stop. somebody <laughs> did somebody did like a, a mashup of all the times that people like weird with Justin Bieber. Oh my god. Like from the time that he was a kid to, oh to now. It's like, I yo, I can see why it's annoying. Why this man was like really going through it. Mm. Like people was just like straight up borderline I don't even know. Like disrespectful. Yeah. Mad disrespectful. Even at that Westbrook situation, you saw him some little kid was like trying to get an autograph and he just walked past. Yeah. You, you know he saw him. You know he ain't that damn tall. You ain't that tall, Westbrook. I I know you saw that I know you saw that kid, <laughs> all right? But I feel like after so many autographs, you have to have your own space to your human being. So it's like, it's kind of congestive to have so many people have so much like expectation of you. Right. Where it's like, just because you're at a pinnacle or a certain heights of your career, you know, 
people support you, but you're still a human. So it's like you do things in modesty. I feel like a lot of times people, what I'm trying to get is really try to accentuate how bad you are at times versus looking at all the good things you do. Right. Because they always say this thing is like people are always going to point out the bad things about you more so than they point out the nice things or the good things about you mm-hmm. in this life. And it's unfortunate, but it does happen. Yeah. And so. Mean, except for in the case of like Keanu. Like, <laughs> that man is like just, a touch. He just chill. You dude. always expect people like that that it seems just like too perfect to for something to come out wow. about them later. It's like, nice dude. Nah, it's like <laughs> he is all around. Yeah. Subway riding around New York chilling. Yeah. You wouldn't even, he's so inconspicuous. He's like, like, is it's that like really him and Andre 3000. Yeah. It's like the only. Shout out to Andre 3000, bro. The, the Don. Right. Whereas you, people like recently, um, I don't know how, when, when this is going to come out, but recently, Jonathan Majors, that situation oh. is like everybody's like teardrop praising teardrop. this dude and stuff like yeah, that. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. He, finally, finally a, a star that's not problematic. This, you know, and now this thing. Salt <laughs> there's something comes out. out about it. Like, but did it really happen though? Now we don't. Yeah, we don't. It's, like, it's an alleged situation. You know, we, we hear know these all things. The particulars. Exactly. You know it's like Chase Song is always beating somebody up at some point. <laughs> we talked about that one day. But Chris Brown is always raping or. But uh, if, if, like, if you invented sex, then you probably would, you know. I mean, it comes, it, it's okay to the stigma that the label comes. So it's just like, then you have to really be like conscientious of how this is being construed because now the media is trying to make pool. They're trying to keep a job. They're trying to make money. Mm-hmm. Where these people, these platforms are. And is it really true? You know what I mean? At that point, now you have to be. You have to have an open mind or have an open eye to what's really going on. Because Jonathan Majors definitely is hitting a pinnacle in his career. Right. And uh, I love his work in Lovecraft uh, Country and some Fine. other projects he's done as well. Yeah, he did a really good, exceptional job in that in, the, in that role. And now that this happens, he's on that same platform when it comes to the Rocky or the Creed platform. It's just like, I feel like people will uh, try to jump onto your fame by trying to make you infamous. Mm-hmm. And I think people need to be accountable to be recommended for that too. I hate when women do that. Like you get to yeah. a certain place in your career, like Jonathan Majors, and now all of a sudden he didn't. He's beating me now. If it's on camera, wait, with that one football player, what's it? What's it um, it's, uh, Ray Rice. Ray, I think it was Ray, Ray Rice. Ray, Ray Rice, Rice. Yeah, when he was on camera. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right. There's no way you know you go into jail now. Type stuff is right. not no way around it. It's on camera. It's on footage. But mm-hmm. like, do we actually take? Uh, his word for it, do we take her word for it? And then if she is lying because of whatever the situation she's in her emotional state or in her feelings at that point, then who's, you know, is she going to be recommended? You know, are those laws going to still be bended or are they going to be, she's going to take, you know, take responsibility for what she did? And that's another subject matter. Ooh. For real. Right there. Because you can be a nice guy, come up, do some great things, somebody put, you know, put, you know, dirt on your name. Yeah. Now, are they going to be accountable? Are they going to be held you know, being prosecuted to the same extent that you have been, you know, at that right. point, because now they've lied. They've said something that's not true. And those words are powerful because you can't take them back. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Especially in today's day and age where it's like the Internet just will run with the first thing that they hear. For real. I mean, you, you can be a solid dude who's been, you know. Nice. Your whole life. Yeah. <laughs> everybody around you is like, nah, nah, nah. Here. But it's not everybody around you that's, you know, wants something. Yeah. When something goes viral or whatever. Do they? Do they gonna? Are they gonna take your word for it? Or are they gonna still go based off of that? Right. So that I mean, yeah, it plays a part, man. It plays sure. a part, and we see those things. We see people taking 
I mean, because if we think about it, right? Rest in peace, legend, Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can we talk about it? Can we can we say something towards that? That even when Kendrick made it, if, when shit hits the fan, are you still the fan? Mm-hmm. You understand? Because with Mike, they they never leaving Neverland Ranch. That yeah. documentary that made me feel uncomfortable. Like they can create sure. this narrative, they can create this situation where even behind legality, purpose, like the, the legal rounds of things, or legal, legal grounds of things, he in court. The kid basically said at that time that nothing mm-hmm. ever happened and this was situations that these were situations that were fabricated. And Michael never then later on in life they created this documentary after he's passed away and they've got all their money back. Now he's a demon. Now he's bad. Now he's just that in the third. So it's just like, what 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 can you really go based off of if you weren't really there? Mm-hmm. If you don't have any footage. And then I feel like that's that when it comes to the legal system, it just is very, very touchy. It's a very weird space to be in at times because i mean if you have evidence and the shows proved dna all that you can't go around it but if you're going based off people's words that's a whole nother subject matter and michael jackson to me seemed like one of the nicest dudes you could ever meet right you know to any justin bieber michael jackson you know what i'm saying like (laughs) think about the stuff that he's probably seen as a kid growing up from the ages of five up until 50 years of age Right. With that amount of fame. Like, you can't go underneath the rock without somebody. Even the insects knows Michael Jackson's thing. They be trying yeah. to go walk. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a nice guy that basically was defamed and turned into Wacko Jacko, mm-hmm. which was very unfortunate. So, that's, that's, that's something. Yeah, that's, that's another kind of, kind of pressure that I don't want to, I don't want to know what that's like. <laughs> That's a huge, that's, that's a huge bag. And I feel like, unfortunately, with him passing away from no medication he was taking. Mm-hmm. You know, he, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Alleged. There we go. Big word. Big word. Mm-hmm. Talking about buzzwords and you know gaslighting. Allegedly, yeah. that should be a, that should be a hashtag. Allegedly, right? Because um, we weren't there. I just feel like was it needed? You know, I've been in stressful situations as a quote unquote nice guy that's kind of you know reforming and kind of being more refined and balancing things out. But I had to. To, you know, I felt I needed to do certain things to keep myself sedated so I wouldn't be so overly stressed or dealing with a- anxiety. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we never know exactly what he was dealing with because that's a price of fame that most people don't even get to, to achieve. People are still sure. comparing themselves to him yeah. after he's left. And that's, that's legendary. I feel like people, this might sound a little cynical or dark, but people are forgotten. I don't think they, mm-hmm. I don't think Michael's going to be forgotten. Man. Nah. But then it's like, can you attach a name to it? Can you do certain things to get, you know, things from? Because when with people, what I've seen as being a nice person growing up, eventually people step in and they start doing things. And you're like, wait a second, this is this this is corrupt. This is not good. And yeah. if I don't speak up and step up, like you said, then you're going to keep doing it. But when I do, then it's a bad thing. So with Mike, it's just like he was such a nice guy and let people stay at his career. I don't think he really thought about it because being, you know, stripped of your childhood. We want to have, you know, childlike friends and not be. I don't think he went through the proper therapy that he needed. Nah, for sure. Abuse is something. Right. I don't know what Joe Jackson was doing. I feel like what he did, he did mold a superstar. Yeah. But to what extent? As a human being, exactly. you, you can't crack. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that's deep, man. That's one of the, that's one of the prime real nice guys. But, but, but Mike was, Mike definitely, I feel like, had. See, I don't know if it was the right balance, but he had a certain balance because Mike was a gangster too. Oh, he was a thug. You know what I'm saying? 
<laughs> Can we talk about Buy, it? Buying people's whole catalogs <laughs> that they made about set, you, you know now, what I'm you, yeah, I'm like, Eminem. Um, so yeah, <laughs> and shout out to Eminem, man. He definitely, uh, he, he bought that catalog real quick. Right. So, you know, talking about me jumping on mattresses for little kids and your songs. <laughs> I, I got you, man. You know what that, you feel me? Exactly. So, so, you know, it's for us. That, that, that nice guy stuff, you know, you got to know when to, when to turn it on and turn it off. Yeah. That's the, the moral of the story. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. So naughty <laughs> or nice? Yeah. Very interesting. Can we can we can we talk about it, man? You know, we have this one segment we talk about that'd be nice. We want to shout out certain things that Absolutely. we like to consume, uh, put people on as well. So shout out to Charles Ray's Coffee. I think it's uh Coffees and Roasters. So yeah. it's, it's it is a black owned company, you know. Shout out to you know to the right. mel- to the melanated ones, but it's actually a really good coffee. You know, we got the Starbucks, we got the other brands, Dunkin' Dunkin'. But this company right here, they definitely are right next door. They're neighbors to me. They've actually wanted me to, they still want me to come do a mural and kind of work with them as a business as well, too. But shout out to them. And they've actually doing their thing, making this coffee thing happen. Like everybody drinks coffee. You know, we were known for in our communities to be distributing other things, but they're moving them coffee beans. Yeah. So shout out to Charles <laughs> Ray's. And then this is one other drink that'll be nice to be sponsored by. Uh, for some reason, I'm addicted to this. And oh, man, I'm going to have to get him one, yeah, too. Yeah, check this out. It's called Steve's. I call them Steezy's. You get them at a QT gas station. I don't know where else you can get them from. When I drank these the first time, I had this mint flavor when I was like, I, this is my this is my Steve's right here. My Stilo. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm taking it back to the 90s. Right, my right. Steve, this is my Stilo right here. So shout out to Steve's and they flavor. They got multiple different flavors. I can't put them all right now, but I got the green, the green tea mint. This is delicious. All right. I'm gonna, so. check, I'm gonna check that out. Sure. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That that'd be nice. That'd be very you know nice. So yeah. Hit us up. Hit us if up. you have any, Please. if you are watching and you have any connections yes. to, to get us to, to these, or maybe you have a brand of your own and you would like to sponsor this podcast, Steve's. we invite you because that'd be nice. That'd be nice. <laughs> that'd be nice. Well, okay, everybody, you know, thank you so much for tuning in with us as well, too. Uh, this is our first time shooting this up, but hopefully you guys will come back. Got my man, Adrian. Yeah, man. Mr. Peace. We appreciate y'all watching and listening. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, Again, you can find us anywhere you find podcasts. Absolutely. Wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts most. We, most, we also have this up on YouTube. YouTube. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, share, all of those things. And um, all three. You know, this is just the first episode. We Absolutely. We're going to get a little deeper into some of the things that we, we talked about today yeah. and future episodes, as well as talking about some things like, like fight or flight. Man. You know and recurring dreams. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. Uh, it talks more about how you find balance in life. You know what I mean? I like, how do you not be too nice? How do you not be too mean? How do you, you know, are, are these societal norms that we should not even be worried about? You know yeah, what I'm saying? We can yeah. talk about some, a lot of those things and kind of break them down in, in our own way and kind of just banter and, absolutely, you know, go off on tangents like, like we did today a little bit. We got to. Got to. I mean, I feel like those things are necessary. I think we want to speak on some things that most people are not willing to talk about when, when it comes to conversational pieces around the, you know other people because they don't want to feel weird or feel uncomfortable or feel like they're not being as nice as they project themselves to be. So I, I definitely want to make sure within this space we're able to uncover some things. If y'all want to leave comments, have things I want to kind of throw at us, maybe we can talk about those subjects as well. Throw them in the comment section, good or bad. We're going we gonna to speak on it. 
We might even shout you out if you say something crazy, but of course, if you say some positive things, we're gonna, we're gonna shout you out as well, too. But again, like I said, YouTube, my name is Jacques Will, right? We're gonna have other platforms as well for podcasts for you guys to follow us. Absolutely. We really appreciate y'all time, of course, and y'all stay blessed. Peace. Nice, guy. All right, peace.